Podcast City Network. Thank you for tuning in on this episode of the Everett Lee Show. But before we get on with the guest onto the program today, there's a couple things I do want to mention that you can help out with supporting the Everett Lee Show. If you're looking to start a podcast and already have a podcast and you're looking for an affordable podcasting hosting site, Podbeam's your number one choice. Podbeam offers statistics with in-depth analytics to manage your podcast needs. Use the promo code podbeam.com slash pbsignup and get a free month off. That's podbeam.com slash pbsignup to get a free month off and see why 1,500 episodes have been shared all over the world in the past 11 years with over 3,000 subscribers that have chose Podbeam as their number one hosting site. And if you're looking to get into advertising, Podbeam advertising, you'll get $100 off advertising when you sign up as a sponsorship over on podbeam.com slash pro slash pb sign up. That's podbeam.com slash pro slash pb sign up. You're listening to the Everest Lee Show. All right, welcome to the Everett Lee Show. I'm the Everett Lee. want to give a quick shout-out to everyone who follows me on social media and, of course, Podcast C Network, the official host of the Everett Lee Show. On the program today, returning for a fourth time, is none other than film producer and director of movies such as Hot Mess in a Wedding Dress and one of the owners of Bouncy Boxer Media. I want to welcome back to the program, Stephanie Davis. <laughs> Thanks for having me again. No problem. Always a fun time. Always a fun time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and j- joining me on the program for her first podcast <laughs> is none other than... Uh, I'm going to mess this up. <laughs> Already starting, man. Oh, wait, I haven't even started drinking yet. Um, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> Darian Rattay. Darian Rattay. <laughs> Me and Stephanie were talking about, I was asking her, I was like, how do you pronounce her last name? And she says, it's pronounced Rattay. It's French. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So, what have y'all been up to since this pandemic? I know Stephanie, I've watched and mm-hmm. seen post on Facebook at the beginning of the year, of this year. Everyone put post up on Facebook. Hey, this is going to be a great year. I got this going on. I got that. And then all of a sudden, everything stops. What have you been doing with yourself since the pandemic hit? What what happened? What changed everything? Yeah. Well, the year started out pretty great. I actually drove up to um, Utah to go see Sundance and attended for the first time ever. I volunteered. It was really amazing such a cool experience, a great drive, got home, did a couple gigs in Atlanta. And then they were talking about how, Oh, I think some of our gigs are going to be canceled. Like why? Like, Oh, this COVID-19 thing. And then all of a sudden nothing. I feel like all of the work stopped and I have been home since March (laughs) and you know me, I don't stay home for very long. So it's been different. Um, but I'm kind of transitioning into, getting uh, a different survival job and just kind of embracing full-time Tampa life. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How's life for you, Darian? 
been um, since the pandemic? What's what's the same thing? What's changed, and what what have you been doing with your with your time? A lot, a lot. Um, half the year I'm also traveling, but I do Renaissance festivals, which is a blast. Um, and the last festival I did was at the beginning of the pandemic, and everybody's like, "Are you guys gonna stay open?" I'm like, "I don't know." I don't, it's, it's really hard to be sanitary right now. <laughs> we're going to try. And about like two weeks, three weeks into the fair, they're like, no, nah, we're closing. We're closing. We have to put up more sanitizer. We have to figure out something. This can't happen. The city's shutting us down. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. So luckily I was in Tampa, my home show, whenever it happened. So I was able to just be like, all right, I just guess I'm going to lay low for a little bit. And the the shows that I perform with started converting into like a, a digital form where we would do online videos and have virtual tipping that way. Right. And I started writing new shows with my friend and we, we were able to come up with something cool doing that uh, in a pandemic safe, mindful uh, way, wrote a new show, which is really hard for the Renaissance Festival because it's, it's usually very audience participant um involved so we had to write a whole new show not involving any audience participation so whenever fairs do happen we're ready and we can stay distance so that's really cool that's um, so that's what i've been doing is just writing new things and playing in mud yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i seen i seen your i seen your uh, facebook profile there with you <laughs> that i thought that was pretty cool there holding up uh <laughs> who is that in the picture with you if you don't mind me asking <laughs> partner that is dan fox he um has this whole renaissance festival mud show circuit thing where there's different shows or there's different um stories like fairy tale stories that have gone wrong involving mud so it's kind of like an an acrobatic thing but also just a chaotic thing at the same time and it's all comedy um and it's it's lovely and i don't know any other venue that can have comedy in the mud (laughs) yeah (laughs) is that is that where you went stephanie because i know i've seen some videos a while back ago with with you like throwing an axe throwing like oh no that was in wesley chapel they had a country music festival a couple weekends ago and it's all we're outside so we're all very social distance we had masks and stuff and this axe throwing company they were coming around all the vendors because it was slow on sunday he's like y'all want to do it like uh, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> there was a lot of very bad attempts, one of which went over the th- the thing. <laughs> and then the one right after that, I like hit the bullseye. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seen the one with the bullseye, man. I thought that was, I thought that was awesome, man. Well, on I- social media, you only show the good stuff. <laughs> 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 so many failed attempts. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that's something I would like to try. At least give it a try once. It's really fun and there's like a cool technique to it, but it's super fun. Yeah. I feel like the places are popping up everywhere. Like it's yeah. the throw axes in a safe environment. <laughs> With beer. <laughs> hey, hey! It's like, what else are you gonna do during this pandemic? I mean, uh, for instance, me, I ended up getting uh, get, well. For the for the company I work for, I travel and I travel around yeah. to different shops, and they pretty much on in March March thirteenth they're like we're we're shutting them down. 
but you all can still come to work. And so for the for the hospital I work for, I work for the hospice part. They uh-huh. and we ended up having to go to the care centers, and I had to. We had to work at the care centers, and I worked at the care center in the kitchen fixing breakfast, lunch, and dinner for uh, hospice patients. And I learned, yeah. how, I learned how to make an omelet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the hardest thing to make i know i i did it i did it it's like how the fuck am i gonna make an omelet <laughs> like, how am i gonna do this so i ended up i ended up pulling out my phone youtube thank god hey. oh, oh okay okay all right easy so did it like nothing made it look like a professional something to get an IHOP man there you go <laughs> so ended up doing that and in uh, April they they put us on furlough so from April oh. till about June I sat at home I was Mr. Mom I got to one thing I got to do was finally me and my wife finally got to potty train her three year old man <laughs> finally Yay! Finally, that was hell. It's like, well, we got time. We got time to do it. So we did it. And Callie learned how to learn how to, you know, you know, use the use the potty on her own, which is fantastic. And just during that time, did worked a lot with the podcasting network. We 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 planned on going big like everybody else. And then everything bad hit. I mean, the one thing we got LLC, which I thought was pretty cool. We, yeah. Yeah, we finally got that done. We're official company. <laughs> it's yeah. not like Yeah, we're a company. Oh, that's nice. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. It's like we're serious, you know, it's like yes. It's legit. Yeah, we're we're finally legit. <laughs> and then just been just the whole time I was collecting unemployment and just paying my bills, just doing things and and then all of a sudden, yeah, the unemployment process in Florida sucks. Yes, <laughs> it does. It does. I ended up going on, I think it was like about three o'clock in the morning to do like unemployment mm-hmm. to get through because it was, yeah, no, no one's on. And yeah. I know. Well, then they shut it down to where you couldn't get into it until like 8 a.m. Yeah. On it now. That's ridiculous. I still haven't gotten through. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little bit and then they were like, and you're done. <laughs> Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after I think the second day, third day, my wife was like, because uh, I was like depressed about it. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm laying around the house. You get to do an appointment? Yeah. You do an appointment? Yeah. Finally, she pulled me off the couch. Get your ass on the computer do the appointment. Okay. <laughs> so I finally did. She she walked through with me and um, helped me you know, start drawing unemployment and paying my bills doing everything and then getting called back to work out of the blue I didn't expect that because it was yeah. like all right i guess for the next few more months i'm going to be doing this doing that and then all of a sudden get called back to work and getting back in the swing of things it took a while because Good. i was staying up late like three o'clock in the morning yeah, I mean, yeah. got the time is lost during yeah. The mm-hmm. yeah 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 Got to stay up, st- stayed up till like three o'clock in the morning, watching. Of course, I I watched everything. Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> I finished watching the everything. <laughs> I ended up finished watching the the Marvel MCU shows on there. I never finished them. Oh yeah. Yeah, finally, finally watched them. Finally finished it, and then just. Pretty much watch like Tiger King, like everybody else. Yep, I was gonna say Tiger King is the quarantine bingo. <laughs> yep, ended up doing that and 
just you know working on other things doing a lot of podcasts and that pretty mm-hmm. much kept i kept myself busy but i pretty much got used to it and i'm like i don't want to go back to work <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't want to go back to work but at you know it's it seems like it seems like things are slowly kind of getting back into norm. I know I've seen like Chelsea put something up in Tampa there where when they opened up all the bars, they had to close them back down. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, was, now the only bars that are open are ones that serve food. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same thing here. One of our sponsors, mm-hmm. City Limits Tap Room in Deland, they, oh, um, the owner, I, I've been, um, talking with him since like 2016 he's like one of my oldest sponsors and he was pretty upset about it man because it was like what the hell man you're killing my business all these small businesses i felt bad for man you know and then i talked to doing podcasts i talked to a couple of my independent uh film directors as yourself there and Mm -hmm. they pretty much production got halted on stuff they were doing and Thomas Ryan, he was lucky because he was already doing in pre-production, so it didn't really affect him too much. But mm-hmm. shooting schedules, that just all that's just just all, you know, messed up for everyone. I know yeah. you you had film festivals planned and that pretty much didn't happen, you know. It just, a lot of them have moved online, um, which has been a little tricky for some people. Um, like I a couple of my screenplays were supposed to be at a festival and they moved to online. So we've been doing like the zoom Q and A's and stuff. And so it's a little different, but it's, it's kind of nice too, that some of these festivals that I wouldn't be able to attend, I can attend online now instead of having to fly all the way to somewhere to go, like go to Catalina. Instead I can get the online experience with Catalina. Okay. That's, that's amazing. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. You ever, you ever been in any of the film festivals, Darian? I've only been to the Tampa and and uh, the underground film festivals here locally. I haven't actually been to like a big, huge like I don't uh, curated festival before, but it sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I always like to like to just experience go to one. I haven't done. Oh, they're that, great. That's that's something on my bucket list. Eventually, I'll get to you know, just go and ch- just check out one. I know oh. when one I will recommend in Florida is the Vero Beach Wine and Film Festival. There's food and wine every single screening, and the people there are so passionate about film, and it's so fun. We screened there one year, and they housed me in like somebody, one of the donors. They had this like above their garage loft kind of thing. And I stayed there and I'm like, this looks more expensive than any apartment I would ever be able to find. (laughs) They were so nice and it was so like warm and hospitable and, um, pack screenings. And it's like a retirement community, but everybody there is just so excited about the arts and very supportive. And there's so much wine so much <laughs> <It was great. laughs> i know you love wine i know you love wine. oh yeah i know you love wine as much as i love uh drinking yeeling so that's that's pretty cool mm-hmm. <laughs> that is now now uh darian now mm. being i i did watch i do i have to say this stephanie i did uh, mm-hmm. the other night was going through bouncy boxer media on youtube and oh. i did get to watch i now pronounce you and I noticed, I noticed one of the one of the bridesmaids was uh, was uh, Dar- Darian there, just uh, yeah. right there, and pretty different from hot mess in a wedding dress. And I, I do want to congratulate 
congratulate you on that there, Stephanie. I mean, just the, the uh, reviews and uh, the success of, uh, you know, of Hot Mess in a Wedding Dress. I, I, lo- I love that movie. I finally got my wife to sit down and watch it with me, and she oh. enjoyed it. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> pulled it up there and watched it and she she liked it she did i mean it's it's been fun it's been neat and i've learned a lot from the first time of self-distributing it so with christmas ride i've taken everything that i've learned from hot mess and we're gonna make christmas ride even more yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's a that's amazing that is yeah (laughs) (laughs) now I was when I was looking up uh, looking up some information there on uh, on IMDb of you, Darian. There's not really much on there, not much of a bio, except like three movies on there. I did watch the trailer for Elfie. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, it it kind of reminded me of like a like the like almost like elf will uh will yeah. Ferrell from the yeah. trailer <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cute it's adorable actually i i really enjoyed uh that that experience it was i i'm only in a little little bit so i've only experienced a little bit of that that whole setup and everything but it was very cute it's very cute <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so how how long have you how, how long have you been uh, acting? How how long um, have you been doing it? Well, when it, I'm more of a, a live theater actress, honestly. So I've been doing live theater since I was about nine, um, with like Christmas Carol. I was Tiny Tim, and and just going through school and everything, doing theater, college, and then um, I started doing. I started working at Bush Gardens. I used I, I performed there seasonally as well, doing their Halloween and Christmas stuff and. That's how I met Stephanie, actually. Yeah, There's a lot of creative people that just come in and out of Bush because it's just this local arts job. And you meet so many amazing people. That's why I met her. And through her, I have networked with so many people and went to the local film festivals and met directors and other actors that way. Um, and then I got really involved with live performance in the Renaissance Festival community and started right. traveling country doing that which has been amazing as well uh living in a tent's not fun but the voice <laughs> is like oh we're beautiful so i'm young i'm resilient it's okay right now but <laughs> i've been doing a lot of live performance which um they like they both have a really special place in my heart um there's this really great energy that you get from live performance uh that you you can't really get anywhere else so i love that but i also love the intimacy of um what is it uh a screen performance as well right so that whole new challenge with this project having a camera on me the entire time i'm like how do i breathe for years i've been doing stage performance but stephanie was the first person was one of the people that really was a champion for me getting on screen. She said, you're too talented to just be doing one type of performance. You need you need to try this out. You need to see how you feel behind the camera because you've got it. And so she really was the one who spearheaded me getting comfortable in front of a camera. And I'm really grateful because I, whenever you all you do is stage performance, it feels so foreign it feels like you don't really know where to put your foot in the door with with it's they're so separate so yeah it's been really nice to have somebody 
on the inside be like, hey, try it out. Be an extra. Be be a supporting. Well, actor. you were a unicorn, and it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when when I when I watch, uh, I now pronounce you because when I when I search you on YouTube there, and when I saw I now pronounce you, I was like, oh, she was in that. I was like, so mm-hmm. I, I was like, and I was looking because before you had the trailer, just the trailer up there, Stephanie, and then you had the festival cut. I'm like. Mm-hmm. Dude, this is awesome. I've been wanting to see this because I didn't see it before I saw Hot, Hot Mess. So uh-huh. totally, it was totally different. And Very different, yeah. Yeah, way, way different. <laughs> but I mean, it just, it just, it was, it was great. It, it was, it was and just how, how that went right there that uh, the story and stuff was totally different and stuff. But um, you see, you did see, um, I do hate to ask the, Ask this question, but uh, you did see Hot Mess, didn't you, Darian? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you What do you think of it? I freak, I I am I'm biased because they're all my friends, so I think they're all. <laughs> but I loved it. I thought it was a totally different angle on the whole. Yay, we're getting married, girl. You know, like mm-hmm. it's in the the girls' night out type of situation. I I just thought it was. Just it kind of flipped it on its head a little bit. Yeah, I like it was very alternative. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that it was. It was again. It was like way different because uh, I know. Like I was cracking up on now. I now pronounce you when Chelsea was was the was the the officiate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I can uh, watching her now. I can almost tell when she's doing uh, when she's adding more to it because when she pulled out the flask and started drinking it, I was yeah. like, that was a that script. was her. <laughs> <laughs> she has a theme of flasks. <laughs> Notice she always has. She one. always has a flask. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, but at least on I think it's in her contract. <laughs> she either has to drink wine or there has to be a flask. <laughs> Chelsea needs a flask. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's that's great. That's great. But um, I mean, with with hot mess. I keep going back to that and stuff. It's just, it's just. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that film so much. But then, when, when I heard, when I saw the post that you were kicking around another idea for your next movie there, because you you put up a post about doing a Christmas movie. That's like, mm-hmm. you know what? There hasn't been any really new Christmas movies in a long time. I can't remember the last new Christmas movie. I think the one with Kurt Russell on Netflix. That's yeah. not the only one I know of there. But I mean, Hallmark does like a hundred of them a year. Yeah. I don't they watch Hallmark. The, same, <laughs> the only time I watch Hallmark is when when my mom's over. That's that's it. <laughs> when she stays tonight to watch watch my daughter. That's the only. See, time. that's why we made the Christmas ride because it's not a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just when when I when I did hear about that and the idea and when you put you know the Chris is it the Christmas ride or a Christmas mm-hmm. ride the Christmas ride. Yeah, when, when you put the Christmas ride, I was it just at first I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what can this be about? And then when you saw the Christmas ride by Stephanie Davis, it was like, you know, this is going to be good. It's 
it's it's like I, I didn't know if it was going to be a comedy or what i'm like what yeah it's a little different <laughs> what is it, it and it was this movie mm-hmm. was to, was totally different when i saw the trailer yeah. I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting, you know, just have having the whole story and the concept behind it and stuff. I do want to mention this right here. I want to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll dive more into the conversation right here. But first, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Since 1995, HighSpots.com has grown to be the company it is by serving the wrestling fans throughout the world with a great selection of merchandise. HighSpots.com has everything a wrestling fan could want, including the latest WWE and TNA releases, classic wrestling merchandise, and their HighSpots.com exclusive releases. HighSpots.com is the leading online retailer for professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, offering autographs, figures, DVDs, apparel, wrestling gear, and even wrestling rings. Their largest clients include WWE, Impact Wrestling, ROH and AEW. Click on the High Spots logo on the Everett Lee Show page over on podcast.net to order. Whether you are a wrestling fan, pro wrestler, or promoter, you can find what you're looking for at highspots.com. If you grew up as a kid in the 1980s or just a fan of 1980s pop culture, then ADTs is for you. ADTs sells a huge variety of licensed t-shirts featuring characters, movies, TV shows, video games, and music stars from the 1980s through today. They also have great costumes from 80s pulp culture too. ADTs.com sells officially licensed pulp culture t-shirts. As you might guess, their focus is on the 1980s, but do sometimes sell other cool pop culture related tees. 80s tees has been in business since 2000, meaning they like retro 80s stuff to before it was cool. Follow the link provided in the description section of this episode for more. 80stees.com you're listening to the Everett Lee Show. When you were writing mm-hmm. the Christmas ride, did you already have in your head that you wanted Darian to be the lead, or what? I did. What did uh, how did that process go of coming up with the the Christmas ride and the idea behind that? Yeah. So when I came home from being out of town for seven months and just been itching to do something, itching to create something. And it, it, I got home in like early November. I'm like, well, Christmas is coming up. I've always wanted to do something with Christmas. You know, you always want to prove yourself to do Christmas. If like, eventually I want to pitch to Hallmark. It's like, well, I need to prove that I know Christmas before I pitch to them. So I know Darian is the epitome of Christmas. (laughs) So I had written out this long outline about just kind of this different story about an Uber driver who encounters so many different aspects of Christmas and how she reacts to it. And, um, we had tea one day and I was telling her about, I'm like, what do you think? Like, and she goes, Oh cool. Like what's the script? I'm like, there is none. She's like, okay. (laughs) I'm like this outline, that's the script. (laughs) We're going to go mumble core and mumble core is completely improvised so the actors get they know their characters they know 
Um, I give them their color palette because I do different colors for different feelings. Mm -hmm. And then I've already picked out the music before they even come on. So they know the tone of their scene and they know their situation. And we go in the car and we just drive for a bit and just let them play. And every, every single one of the actors that I use are improv trained and they are very skilled in just going with it and just having fun with it and their own continuity. And it was a blast. It was so much fun. Yeah, I remember seeing I remember seeing the pictures, the pictures of of you in the car with with mm-hmm. the, with the camera and just just you know sitting there just going along for the ride and and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I I thought that I thought it was neat because for some reason it reminded me of uh, Quentin Tarantino when I was watching. <laughs> J- yeah, this, this is <laughs> I know that sounds kind of funny, <laughs> but. Jackie Brown. I don't. I, I'm a Quentin uh-huh. Tarantino fan. I I love his movies. Jackie Brown was is one of my favorites that he did. I remember watching like behind the scenes talking about Jackie Brown, where Quentin was sitting in the car and he was filming, and uh-huh. j- he would try to make the cast laugh because he'd come in wearing a kilt or something, <laughs> some outfit, and they're doing a serious scene. Yeah, and he'd uh-huh. sit there and he would try to like try to make them break break you know character <laughs> oh <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and uh, most of the time it worked most of the time it didn't you know but i mean just the idea of just riding around you know holding the camera you you pretty much hold the camera the whole time yeah pretty it's much... handheld the whole time i'm the only crew member so i had lobs attached to them i would hold a boom the this sounds dirty the boom pole was between my legs <laughs> and pointing at a character while i have the camera and we're just we're just going for it like the sound mixers at my feet and I've got the camera in my hands, you know, and they're just, they're having fun. We do one angle at a time and then we'll t- I'll turn over to the other angle. And the idea is that the audience is in the car with Georgia. They're in the empty seat because they're, it's never fully full. Cause obviously I have to be in the car yeah. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's three characters, which kind of throws it off a little bit, but the idea is that you're in the car with her experiencing this day with her. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 was pretty that was pretty amazing. Now, when when Stephanie's sitting there filming you when you're driving down the road, Darian, how how was how was that? How I mean, how was that having a camera like right up on you? <laughs> I mean, while you're driving. Do you ever you ever experienced anything like that, you know? Um I, I have funny videos with my friends in the car, but that's not safe. But um <laughs> She's like, you know, she gave me a couple pointers. She's like, you know, I, I, I might need you to, to, to look back and make a little eye contact with them. But, you know, of course, be safe driving. Um, but know that she was helping me kind of hone in on film acting versus theater acting. I don't have to be big. I don't have to overreact. I don't have to do any of that because the camera's right there. So mm-hmm. it was little subtle things like fixing my hair. And like, or like looking up in the rearview mirror. So I was driving like normal, and it is kind of hard to think <laughs> and, uh, about about what you're saying as you're driving. But uh, that's the cool thing about being improv trained is like you're used to being thrown into situations and just go. So, mm-hmm. so like when we first started, I was a little nervous. I felt my voice kind of shaking. But as I got more comfortable with the character and comfortable with driving through Tampa. Um, <laughs> while doing this improv, it was pretty good. We did not get an accident. I will say that. No. 
I, I mean, we stayed pretty like we we would drove pretty straight for a long time, and then we'd take a pause and be like, okay, let's make a U turn, let's go the other way, and then we'll go straight for quite a bit. Like any time that she needed to turn or whatnot, we really didn't do a whole lot. Um, but in, in it's supposed to feel like that because like rideshare drivers, they tend to talk and have to navigate at the same time too. So it came very natural, and, and Darian knocked it out of the ballpark. It was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, she did. She did an amazing. She did an amazing job. She did, and I like especially especially the opening of the movie. Yeah. Classic, classic bouncy boxer media opening, like any <laughs> like any movie, which which has become like almost like a signature for you there, Stephanie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I which I love that, and just the beginning of it there of Darian's character George is sitting down video chatting with her dad who's up in New York and then just celebrate Christmas and just have seen that father daughter relationship. I think that was really good there. I mean, that was, it started out really warm and you're like, this is, this is great because you're sitting there talking back and forth. Dad, let me know. It's like, so what's your, what are you going to do with your day today on Christmas? And what are you going to do with your day today? And just, I, I love that. I mean, now George's father's in New York, but, yeah. He, I mean, he was down here in Tampa. He's in the same room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, with with that, there did uh, now, Darian. Did you get with the the actor who was the actor's name that played Austin? Did you guys get together and kind of like work it out there of how you know, like you know, like with working out the father and daughter um, vibe, how you were going to do that or what, how did that go about? We had a group chat, actually, Stephanie, Austin and I all had a group chat and uh, on Facebook and mm-hmm. we're talking about like, Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. Cause he was also in, I now pronounce you and in BS meeting. So I met him years ago. Um, he, he's a great comic artist. So I've been his friend on Facebook following his like cool zombie art and stuff like that for years. Um, but I knew of him and I respected him as a performer, so I was really excited to work with him. So whenever I heard he was going to be my dad, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a fan of this person. I already really enjoy him as an actor. I love his reel. If you haven't seen it, it's great. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, so I was really pumped that he was going to be playing my dad. So I already have a genuine like love for this person, and I already admire him a lot. Right. And then I didn't even realize how... He is a real dad, but mm-hmm. how good at improv and just coming up with the most emotional right thing to say in the moment. That entire trailer is mostly him improving to me, and I was just I was holding my phone, you know, in the shot, like, "Well, that's good. He's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like waiting to talk, and I was like, "Thanks, Dad." Like it's genuine because he's so good. At acting, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> so we didn't meet up or anything. We I, we just showed up, and I I literally had just woken up. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, drove, I was like, I'm not drinking the coffee until after this scene. I need to capture this. <laughs> <laughs> so got it, naked. And, uh, and, and I think it's it's actually the last shot we did before we wrapped. So we did the whole thing and then that was it. And I feel like I had developed the character so much. Mm-hmm. He had been prepping so much that it was just ready for them to meet. I was my full character and he was ready to react to that. And I think that's the magic. 
and what brought that um, sentimental value to it is that we were both ready emotionally. That's that's amazing, man. That that is right there because it, it seemed like it, it it just it seemed like it came natural for for both of you because when, at that opening scene there and in the middle of the movie there when you you talk to him again about telling about your day and stuff and I think that's a, to me was a pivotal moment in the movie that made Georgia go back out and mm-hmm. and try to help people. Because I mean, she wanted she wanted to make a couple extra bucks, and uh, and just that roller coaster of you know happy to you know sad to angry, just all that emotion. And when when I was watching it, because I watched it twice, when I when I went back again and watched it second time, I'm sitting there, and it was at the part where Georgia picked up the two brothers that were going to go meet uh, Mm -hmm. friends at the park. Unseen. Yeah, that that right there it, to me it hit me. I'm like, you know what? This is real. It's like mm-hmm. this is real. It, it captures the realism of conversations in the car because any conversation can basically happen in a car, and especially with you know being like an Uber driver and stuff. I mean, I I've rode like an Uber like twice. Um, <laughs> Last year, when me and my wife went over to the beachside Daytona to celebrate our uh, wedding anniversary, and we went out and we took an Uber to downtown Main Street in Daytona, and then I got shit-faced, and she called it Uber. <laughs> I don't remember the ride back. She reminded me the next morning, believe it or not. She reminded me the next morning. She's. I wake up, and I'm like in the bed, and I'm like, I wake up, shoes way over here. She was over here, and she's like, oh, you're awake. You remember what happened last night? Oh, what happened? And then she's telling me, and then she tells me we have the Uber ride back home. Back to Yeah, see, I've been a rideshare driver, so I've had those passengers. <laughs> I was the I was the Uber, Uber passenger where when the Uber driver picked us up, I got in the car. I thought this Uber driver was the best uber driver in the world because they picked me up and i loved them for it mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what See, i thought about doing like a, a funny drunk scene too but i'm like not too many people get too shit fan shit uh shit faced on christmas so <laughs> yeah yeah except except the crazy crazy uncle which uh, i i experienced here before <laughs> <laughs> but but that's a that's a whole that's a whole different story. But, um, <laughs> sorry, Uncle. <laughs> but <laughs> but just just the realism of the, of of the Christmas ride. That's that's what I loved about this. And I mean, it, it totally caught me by surprise with how different this was from going from mm-hmm. hot mess to going to this oh, yeah. right here. It's like there are no cuss words in this movie. Yeah. yeah well, that's yeah, yeah. I made sure not to say shit. <laughs> I had to cut out um a part that Rebecca did because she had said shit and I'm like, no, nah, I can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean it's still without without the language, it's still good. It's still a good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it captures that realism. It does. It does. And one of, one of the scenes I, I got to point out is when uh, you, uh, you're you singing Darian in the car. <laughs> yeah. Did, oh, yeah. Did you, now, did Stephanie say just pick a Christmas song or was it uh, sing <laughs> Exactly what we did. 
We did that a couple times, actually. We did a couple songs. And she's like, pick one. I'm like, ah, um, uh. And whenever you're on the spot, all you can think of is, like, one song. And it's, yeah. And you're stuck with that song. And she's like, how about this one? I'm like, okay. And then she's like, well, for this scene, I want you to be more solemn. So maybe something a little older. or And she's like, what about Silent Night? And I was like, oh, you want to wreck people. Okay. <laughs> and so I got into the chair. And I started singing. And she didn't say anything. Like, like, the, she, like we finished filming me singing. And I was like just breathing after like a solid 30 seconds passes she goes okay i got the shot <laughs> i know that one's my favorite like one of my favorite moments is um because we did it a couple times and uh, and this is supposed to be after the guy who got a divorce who um isn't able to see his kid for christmas yeah and so i'm like you just dropped him off and he just unloaded everything on you and and then and then we filmed it and the funny things is that there was a couple bumps and whatnot when I did it, but I'm like, I don't care. Like it's still like my favorite, one of my favorite moments. Cause like she made me cry <laughs> behind the camera. And I always know that I want that shot if I'm like feeling really emotional behind the camera. Yeah. I yeah. noticed that too with the bumps. She's sitting there silent. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It works. I was like, man, Tampa like has Tampa more potholes. Fix your roads. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They got more potholes than Daytona Beach does. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but um We both I, I kept was... blanking on Christmas songs. And then it's funny, like while I was editing, I'm like, damn it, we should have done this one. Oh man, we should have done this one. There's so many. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> Worked. Yeah. That's that, that's like donkey song at one point. I don't know. There's like <laughs> yeah. Dumb- yeah, you're like Dominic the Christmas donkey. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it panicked. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny talking about cr- Christmas songs. My my three year old just one day just out of the blue. The other day she just started singing Jingle Bells. <laughs> it, when she was going when she was on the when she was on the potty she was singing jingle bells hey whatever works <laughs> exactly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because she was in there and all of a sudden i heard her just singing jingle bells i mean she was getting into it you know just yeah. sitting there i was like all right you go girl on <laughs> <laughs> the potty that's that's the real world the words when you're using the potty it's tingle bells mm-hmm. Tinkle Bell. <laughs> <laughs> she she's quick. She she picks up on things. My my wife likes oh, watching that uh, TV show. She found she found out that they have on the binge watch section on Pluto TV of TV mm-hmm. shows. My wife likes watching the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader show. And oh. yeah, she and so my daughter yesterday saw mommy watching it. So. Callie decided to get up in front of the TV and was imi- trying to mimic. The, oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she and she was. She was doing like everything. We're sitting there, we're like, my wife put it up on Facebook there, and people were laughing. They were like, wow. <laughs> I was like, I put the gif up. You go, that's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, me and my wife, we talked about that. It's like next year we'll get her a dance and just mm-hmm. start getting her into doing different things and stuff. And I mean, she she has talent for it there. 
and just whatever she wants to do when she gets older i'm gonna support her 100 <laughs> percent. Oh, there you go yeah i i love her uh she 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 she's a character she's she's funny i even got her hooked up on here one day with the mic and headphones i got the recording i gotta find it yeah oh my goodness yeah, that needs she, to be an episode <laughs> i think i will because i think if i can remember back she's singing frozen to me because at that time she was really in the frozen yeah she loves that stuff but mm-hmm. i mean christmas just her trying to understand christmas last year it was like she opened up all her gifts and she kept on wanting to open up gifts so she grabbed mommy and daddy's gifts and she figured just you get these gifts and open them up and she's singing jingle bells while she's doing it (laughs) but i i did i did i did like that like that scene right there where after Mm -hmm. after that emotional part with the with the uh with the guy you know, for, with his son and everything that was really mm-hmm. emotional, and I loved how it started out with the with the elderly couple, and yeah. how it was like, oh, this is great, and then and then of course the parents by um, Evie there from uh, Hot yes. Mess. Yes, I'm like regressing her. I've married her twice. Now she's engaged. I'm like, eventually you're just going to be a shell of human emotion. She's like, great. <laughs> she has an arc. Yeah. It's a backwards arc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that um, I I I like that. I I, mm-hmm. I like that. And then then and all of a sudden with the quick like switching to different drivers in there, you had some that's like I don't like Christmas. To mm-hmm. to um, you know the, the the guy in the suit complaining about you know kids want this and that. And then just George's face. You know she's driving. She's like. <sighs> You know, like whatever. I was like, I was by then. I felt the same thing, man. I felt the same thing. It's like these kids want kid, you know, wanting and Mm -hmm. all the wanted stuff, and then, and then the uh, girlfriend whose girlfriend um, decided broke up with her. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. that there, right there, and then you had the one girl who was going to go meet uh, her Mm -hmm. uh, family. Yeah, just just different things there and then you just you know you had all the good and you threw in the bad it's like okay now where's the bad here's the bad here and there no, and it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it came man it, mm-hmm. it definitely it definitely came there but uh a lot of the i mean just a lot of the like different characters and different people which i enjoyed about this because not one person was of the same or just whatever i mean georgia interact with them is like so how, you know how you doing being really friendly and warm and cheery i, lo- I love that i i definitely love that and then after she talked with her father just going back out there and picking up the two passengers my mm-hmm. one of my favorite scenes there is just how you shot that stephanie because you had georgia you had darian in the car you know just driver then you had the pat front passenger then you had the other passenger but then you you know then you cut it to where you were in the passengers how mm-hmm. how did well, how did you do that uh, because that i'm like how is she doing this how so we would so i would shoot um Darian and then Kelly, who was right behind her, because they started the scene out. We shot. I was uh, able to be in one seat to do both of that at the same time, and then we had Stephanie, who was the shared driver that came in. We just continue on. I just continue on with Kelly 
and Darian's coverage. And then once we felt like we got Kelly done, um, we wrapped her out and then I moved over into Kelly's seat to do all of Stephanie's coverage from when she came in until going out. So, um, that way Kelly wasn't just sitting around doing nothing for a while, just kind of trying to be efficient and keep the momentum going. And both of them had their stories were about, um, toxic families, which a lot of people don't talk about in Christmas too. And that happens a lot, especially around the holidays because you feel obligated to go see family members. But if you don't have a good relationship with those family members, then it just kind of brings you down. And, um, those two had these really great stories in mind to play on with it, that it just really made it neat and a nice take a nice break from after she talks to her dad to now having these three very emotionally charged passengers. And like, you really feel for everybody towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, um, that, that scene right there, I mean, you know, towards the end of the, end of the movie there approaching that, approaching that scene there, Darian, how how did you approach that? Because you showed you showed a lot of emotion during that. Yeah, the beach I scene. Give, yeah. I don't want to give too much a, too much away, but how how did you approach that with the, okay. the emotion? So I might have lied earlier. That wasn't the last shot, shot we did. That was the last shot of that week when I filmed that. This was a week later. We went back into it. It was pick up and get these final shots, and everything we had done led up to this and so i had had all these experiences all these people that i was remembering and really bringing to my forefront and i have never cried on film ever like emotional snapchats are different but (laughs) but crying on film is completely different so i told stephanie that i was like i've cried on stage i can i can sound like i'm crying but i don't know if tears are going to come out and she's like all right, and so she sent me some songs. She's like, because we're the same Zodiac sign, we have a lot of similarities. So she goes, she sent me some songs. She's like, if you're anything like me, music's gonna help you. So just listen to some music that always brings you back. It makes you remember something in your life that happened. That you know, because we always attach songs and what's going on in our life to what we're watching and and all that stuff. So. I was like remembering my family members who had died and songs that had came out whenever that happened. And so Mm -hmm. I'm listening to a lot of music that week gap that we had. So whenever we came in, I was like, I think I'm ready. I did it by myself. I don't know if I can do it with other people in the room. I don't know. (laughs) And it was cold and I was freezing. And then she played, and this is something that Stephanie did before most, actually every scene that we shot, she'd go, okay, uh, this, your name's Georgia, this is Vilba, we're going to do a theme now, listen to your music, this is the tone we want to have. And she would play a sample of the music that she wanted to have for this scene already. She already picked out the soundtrack, basically, before we even shot the movie. She's like, this is the energy I want. So she hit that, and the song that she played for me, and, and, and Dana, right? Or D- Diana. Dina. Dina. Um, the song that she played for us, it was our first time meeting, we sat there and just started crying and i was like oh oh yeah i'm ready i'm ready are you ready, are you ready dina and she's like yes yes i'm ready and so we started <laughs> in the dark like stephanie gave us the phone and with the music and we just sat in the dark together and then started crying and it was like okay i'm ready now so that was my <laughs> first time crying on film and it was i felt very safe and supported um and and dina's terrific mm-hmm. oh she's amazing 
and I'm blubbering behind the camera, like while you guys are doing it, like I'm just like silently, like just tears cascading. And then we get to a point where I'm like, okay, I think we've ended. It seemed like you guys were kind of starting to run out of things. I'm like, okay, and cut. All right, we're gonna go to this other angle here. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that. That's amazing. I. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean. With uh, with with you being director and getting so into what you do, Stephanie, I I love that. I love that, and I loved how you prepared for that scene there, Darian. And just, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, just really, really emotional. The movie just feels so real after watching. And a lot this. of times, a lot of times, actors think that they have to tear up in order to be emotional. But there was things I was telling Darian. It's like as long as you're feeling something and you're authentically like feeling it, it's going to show whether you're crying or not. Like she had such good empathetic looks on her face to where she would, you can tell that she was feeling sorry for somebody who's sitting next to her, but she's trying to concentrate on the road and she's trying to do her job, but you can still be like, Oh my God, her heart is breaking too. At the same point. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her, her story. I mean, you, you, you said, not too much and not too little, just enough of mm-hmm. where the audience knows knows that uh, what what she went through as well, and yeah. that's I I love that you didn't overplay it with the character or you know didn't give you know it was just right just enough to know it's like who who Georgia Wright is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the magic of the whole mumblecore thing is that. It's how would I organically respond to this? I wouldn't give them my life story. I wouldn't right. give them full exposition. And so that was, that was, it made me feel like this is too natural. Like, like it didn't feel like I was not saying I didn't try hard. I did try, but it felt like I was breathing. Like I was just telling her my story just a little bit, not trying to make indulgent because it is about her. So mm-hmm. I just felt like it was a lot more human than if I was to memorize my life story and, and, and recite that to her so i felt like more human of a, in a yeah movie. and it was nice too that like throughout the whole film we're sprinkling little nuggets about georgia to where it's not like she's repeating the same thing to every passenger there is a couple times where she does say you know at a second time that she's from new york but when you're a rideshare driver you're probably going to be saying a couple of things the same time and you know the same to different passengers yeah. but you're saying the same things uh, but then towards the end, like she has, she really connects with this last passenger and it really affects her. And, um, I think it's really important to show that, especially for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. it's, it, it, it definitely is. And just, just like, just like George's father said in the movie, Christmas is not for, not for everyone. People are, mm-hmm. there's people who enjoy Christmas and people who don't. And she got to experience that. Georgia got mm-hmm. to experience those type of people actually, you know, riding with them and hearing their, hearing their stories and hearing, hearing about their day or what they were going to do and why this is bad and this and just mm-hmm. all this emotion. And it's just, this, this is a really emotional I mean, just real as it gets. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, it's great. And the, when, when is the, when is the film going to be released? So it's going to be released on Amazon in the U S UK and Germany on November 1st. 
and then it'll be on Vimeo also November 1st. And then I'm working with an aggregator for more releases, hoping it to get on Tubi TV, but I don't know exactly when that'll happen, but at least it'll be available for renting and buying for Amazon and Vimeo, kind of like what we did with Hot Mess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, any any film festivals coming up that uh, that you have your eye on? Uh, any, any? I ones? submitted to T-Buff, and then I submitted to, there is a Christmas uh, film festival in Germany that I submitted to, and um, I should be hearing about those, I think, by Halloween. So we'll see. But, I mean, Christmas movies are kind of hard to put into festivals, and so unless it's like a holiday-themed festival or a local festival, didn't really seem like I wanted to waste the, the festival fee, and I just wanted to get it out there because it's a different kind kind of movie so do it a little different <laughs> <laughs> one one question a couple more questions about the movie how long did you how many days did it take for you to to shoot it and what what type of camera did you use um so we shot six days and a pickup um and then i used my sony a7s mark ii and the lens that i use is actually a 1960s um Zeiss lens, a Soviet lens that was really gritty and like had that kind of film look and it's a 50 millimeter and I'm in love with it. I'm obsessed with it. It's just, it's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Is, Is that the one, is that the one you were saving up to get that one time? Because I remember that. No, I mean, this one was a couple hundred dollars I found on eBay cause I was looking up, um, because I'd, I'd heard that there were some like good vintage lenses. And so I was looking on YouTube and somebody had mentioned that lens. And so I looked up on eBay, I'm like a couple hundred bucks. Okay, let's give it a try. And I tested it out and I'm like, oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, ama- that's amazing. <laughs> now, Darian, did you, did you watch the final cut of the film? Yes, I did. And? I've seen versions of it. Yeah. And- and this one, I feel like it, it really tells the story the best. Um, there were some edits that I saw that were funnier that I loved, too. There's so many versions of this film, but I do love this final cut a lot. Nice. Nice. I think That's... it's really sentimental. It, it is. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be great, and I, I can't wait for everyone else to see it. And uh, thank you for letting me... Thank you for giving me a early preview of it because when it does come out i'm gonna definitely buy it like i bought a hot mess <laughs> I, I definitely am because i still got that vimeo and it's funny because when i loaded up the app i loaded it up uh, uh on my fire stick and i put up my sign-in information and it's funny but it showed it showed my name on there and it said uh been a member for the last six years i'm like i've had vimeo that long what the heck man <laughs> I didn't even realize I had it for that long. Man. I was like, "How six years I've had this? Wow, this is crazy, man!" I was like, "And I just, it's all I kind of remember a little bit back when it first came out because, like, when YouTube and everything, yeah. like, this was like the new thing, and then like Daily Motion, and then mm-hmm. now it's like I a lot of lot of independent filmmakers as yourself use it, mm-hmm. and." There's stuff on there where you can browse around. I'm like, I got to go through and look and see what I can find now, man. This is great. <laughs> There's a lot of really great documentaries on Vimeo. Like a lot of um, indie filmmakers use it because it's free to put your film on. And you actually get 88% of the sales revenue versus Amazon where I just get half. And so Vimeo is definitely 
something that a lot of filmmakers like to use more because you know we get more of the money back <laughs> exactly exactly so you, you could you get that you get more money back so you can make your next film recoup yeah <laughs> <laughs> it works it works great it, it definitely does but I'm, I'm again i'm excited can't wait for this to drop on november 1st so everyone can watch this and uh take a look at it because uh going up goes up on amazon there i'm definitely gonna write a review <laughs> yeah the reviews help especially with the algorithms because the algorithms are not designed for indie filmmakers <laughs> yeah yeah we uh i i've found that out last in the last few years we're talking talking about a lot of indie filmmakers as yourself there it's like amazon it just the reviews work they help yeah they help they really do yeah yeah but uh this is this has been fun man getting to talk mm -hmm. with you and uh talk with you darian getting to meet you i'm i'm looking forward to see what you do next uh what uh yeah. what, what do you have next uh what films <laughs> or anything right now i don't have any films lined up but i will continue to make uh videos with my performance group for the festival and writing new shows for live theater just because that's my wheelhouse but i am very excited to try to do more uh film acting because i i loved it yeah you're amazing at it man it it, it almost seems like you come, come very natural it comes very natural to you that's what i've noticed about your about your acting in uh, the christmas ride I, I really appreciated the way it, she went about it. Um, a lot of the times, the characters, I didn't know any of the backstory. She told them their backstory, and then they got in the car. And I genuinely was like, hi, what's your deal? <laughs> so so it, it was very organic, and I feel like it brought out a lot of, of a lot of those things that you're talking about were naturally highlighted because it was real, as real as you can be. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> oh. This was so fun. Like, I want to do more like that because it's like in my eyes, it's like we did it like very just kind of one woman crew, bunch of actors, and we were all just having fun. And like, I didn't know if I could pull it off, and it went really well. I'm very happy with the final product. It's like, shoot, I want to do more like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's great, man. I mean, I, when I was watching in credits and stuff and watching, and I... They're very I, short credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very very short credits, but I, I like this. Like, everything else done by me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but that's, that's it's amazing. It is amazing. And um, just after this here, any anything else you got planned that you can uh, you mentioned you got going on, Stephanie? Any anything um, bouncy box or media has up their sleeve or what's, what's not happening? yet because the stupid COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one like I once things start to lighten up a little bit. Excuse me, I have a um, I have a couple of things that I want to do. But right now I'm still, I, I've been actually spending a lot of the pandemic writing and connecting with other writers and co-writing with other writers and just like really working on that and developing scripts that I'm like, well, this is in a good spot. Let me see, you know, what the budget's going to be like and all that. So like there's a lot of preparation in place right now to where when things start to kind of fall into place, then it's like, that'll probably be like, and next week I'm filming. <laughs> you just never know. That's the queen at preparation. Like, getting everything, solving problems before they happen, she's a genius at it. So anybody who works with her is in great hands. 
Thank you. <laughs> she is. I mean, she she when when I when she shares pictures of her on set and stuff. I mean, she has her game face on and just those moments being captured there and stuff. And uh, I mean, you. You're, you're great at what you do, and I enjoyed everything. I've said this before, and I will always say it. I enjoy everything Bouncy Boxer Media has put out there, and you guys you guys are great putting out films out there, putting out uh, really good, you know, films for women, and, uh, you know, it's it's great. It's great. You've got something for for everyone out there. Yeah, and I definitely want to continue that, like doing different genres and playing around with different stories, featuring women, featuring diverse voices, um, filmmakers of color and actors of color, and just like, just really just creating beautiful stuff. I just think it's just a lot of fun coming together and let's all be collaborative and making something for everybody. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what what's going to be what's going to be happening on Bouncy Boxer Media. I mean, the 2020 is almost over, which we'll, yeah, we'll thank we'll, goodness. Yeah, we'll put behind us. We'll we'll just put it behind us there and look at 2021. Yep. And yeah. 2021 is going to be more of a. I think for like for me, it's just like restart on some things, actually pick up yeah. and continue trying to continue and you know. You know, driving, you know, with a force going forward. I mean, that's mm-hmm. all you can do. Exactly. <laughs> with everything that's going on. And, uh, I mean, hell, it, it does, it, it is bad living in a state that has like the highest rate with this virus, man. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If it's not hurricanes, it's the virus. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's like, well, which one are we more worried about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like let's let's see how much we can stack on the on the planet right now and see how they handle it. <laughs> yeah, forces of nature, but uh, pretty soon it'll be like mosquitoes that punch us in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I just like foresee that being the next on twenty twenty bingo. <laughs> yes. Well- the cabin in the woods like who who had murder hornets like <laughs> I love that mm-hmm. I, it's funny since you said murder murder hornets there Darian yeah. There was something about like kid, big giant killer bees coming, you know, that was coming over here or something. I was like what the That's heck? All right. I was like this is just crazy. It's just mm-hmm. 2020 has just been a crazy year with with the pandemic, the writing, the just everything that's been going on. It's like crazy. it's like Doc Brown, Marty Fly, don't come to 2020. Do not yeah. come to 2020. No. <laughs> they probably did. And that's why it's messed up. <laughs> Whoever had the time machine and stepped on a butterfly, we need to speak. but what helps us out for the pandemic is we got content for bouncy boxer media and thankfully we filmed this during christmas last year otherwise (laughs) yeah (laughs) who knows (laughs) yeah yeah pretty much to hear the response of people seeing Mm -hmm. it because i don't know so much has changed in our world since we filmed this i feel human connection like that was already kind of rare now we're like severely lacking 
that human interaction, that normalcy, that, you know, bumping into a stranger. None of that happens anymore. We don't bump right. into So I feel like this is going to be really bittersweet, but in, but it's, it's still such a beautiful story. So I feel like people might even connect harder to it because they miss being able to do that. That is or okay. they've been needing to hear somebody say that it's okay. Yeah. If they picture themselves as one of those uh, passengers hearing Georgia saying, it's okay, your feelings are valid. Like sometimes that's, I've actually had um, another podcast who screened it and we had done an interview and he said, I really connected to one of your characters and I felt like that was me in the car. Amazing. So it's like, that's what I'm hoping that people will take from it is that there's something for everybody there. You know, we talk, we touch on topics of, you know, we talk about Hanukkah, we talk about, you know, seeing your family. We talk about people not spending time with their families, toxic families. Like there's just so many things that the holidays bring that people don't realize. And it's nice that we get to put it all in this one package and just let people enjoy it and like really see what speaks to them. The two brothers going to the theme park. I, mm-hmm. I, I love that there because it reminded me like, meeting up with friends and going to do something i yeah i love that i love that there and just just the characters to the the viver diversity thank you <laughs> <laughs> that right there it's just you have a lot of that and that's what i like no no two characters had the same thing going on with them I mean, I I like to I did like the old guy sitting there. He's like, "Yeah, going out for Christmas, gonna have a drink with a lady friend." Yeah. Like, all right, you know, just 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 something just like that because he mm-hmm. reminded me of someone I would see, you know, run into at work or someplace, or you'd yeah. overhear. It's like, "Hey, what you doing? Yeah, gonna go meet my lady friend. Gonna have a drink. Gonna have a." <laughs> You know, it's like, all right. Yeah, just, I love, I love that. I love that, mm-hmm. and, and just, just the characters. I mean, you, you're good with characters, Stephanie. Pulling, pulling these characters out. I'm nothing without these amazing actors. Like they are the ones that really take them to a whole other level that I couldn't even imagine, and that's what brings it all together. Yeah, they they do a fantastic job. They bring mm-hmm. these bring these characters to life because when you have it there on paper. And then when you get everything to it's like bring this character to life and they, they do it. It's yeah. It's it's magic. It is happens. It, yeah. it, yeah. it happens right there. I I love it. <laughs> I'm really excited to see what Bouncy Boxer does in twenty twenty one and beyond because I know Stephanie wants to have this variety of genre. And I just want to see her do a slasher film really bad. Really bad. I want to. I know. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, um, okay. Since we put Stephanie on the spot here. Okay, we got it. Okay. All right. Slasher film. Dark comedy. Oh, I would totally do it. <laughs> dark? Would it be like a dark? Would it be like a com- comedy type slasher film? Or would it be a serious slasher film? It would be more like a, a serious cautionary tale, I think. Something a little different than just someone being chased. I think I like those psychological horrors, like ones that really mess with your mind or things that's like, that could happen to me. Like those freak me out more than anything else where it's like, I that could happen to me. Somebody could be in my backseat and like take me in. So it's like, I if I were going to do horror, it'd be something like, like a cautionary tale. Cautionary tale. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do do you like you like doing you like horror, Darren? I love it. That's why I'm excited about it. I'm like, yes, yes, that's what I want to see next. So yeah. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> I, I would. I, let me guess, Stephanie. For effects, you'd get Dominic Smith. Practical. Well, Dom doesn't do effects, but he um, or like he would. He's like the top-notch editor that I would definitely want oh, to yeah. have the part of that. But Carl Huber does amazing effects and stuff. But it, of course, practicals. I yeah. don't want to do any of that digital blood. Yeah. <laughs> real. You want the real? Yeah, D- digital blood stuff. I, I I can't stand it. <laughs> nah, it's it's not that great is definitely not that great. I think the last kind of like thriller type movie I seen because I I got one of those my nephew jailbroke my fire stick and he mm-hmm. puts, he put some crazy apps on there. I get movies on there which is great. I think I watched what was it? I watched a few good movies during when I was when I wasn't working. I watched um Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Did mm-hmm. you see that? Mm-mm. It looks good, though. Yeah, yeah. Alien. Think of aliens in the abyss, but underwater. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that that monster. Don't want to give too much up, uh, too much away. That monster. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that thing. <laughs> yeah. I woke up the wrong thing. <laughs> that, seriously, Kristen Stewart. I thought she did amazing. Um, the the female. Um, in uh that played in Iron Fist that was uh what's his name? Danny Rand's love interest. You know what I'm talking about? An Iron Fist? Uh-uh. You didn't see that? She I didn't she's, see Iron Fist. she's in it. She she did really good. But uh Chris Stewart, I I I don't understand how people are like, Oh man, she's she's it's just I watched it, I was like, This is great. She did yeah, great. She's an amazing actress. You need to watch the clouds of Sills Maria. That's an amazing performance by her. I liked her in American Ultra. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I man, I gotta go back and watch that because I you ever you ever put a movie on when you're so tired that you wanna watch it but you fall asleep? And yes. like, yep. That, that happened to me. I gotta go back and watch that. It's been a like a couple years ago I went to watch that and I was so tired, I'm like, Yeah, I gotta stay awake and see this and <laughs> I was out and I never did get to never to go back and watch it, but it, it um, I heard that was off off the wall there. I mean that movie right was just I think crazy. Like novel too, which makes it even cooler. Yeah, one of my favorite movies with um who who was an American Ultra? Who was the lead again? I always forget his name. Michael, um. Not Michael Sarah, but Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I always get those two mixed up. I always mm-hmm. get those two mixed up because I still love. That was a Jeopardy question the other day. It was. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were watching it was like Jeopardy. celebrity lookalikes. <laughs> yeah, I I Jeopardy. I like watching it, man. I I like mm-hmm. watching it. Believe it or not, my daughter, when she was one year old, she liked sitting there in front of the TV watching it. It's because she loved hearing Alex Trebek's voice. <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's yeah. I always get the I always get those two mixed up. Always get yeah. those two mm-hmm. mixed up because I still like characters, I think. But yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I did see I did see uh Zombie Land double tap. I oh I that. that was good. Yeah. 
yeah, that that was that was great there. I I love that uh, Emma Stone. I think I think she's just great. I mean, mm-hmm. she's great. I still I still love my my two favorite Michael Cera movies is uh uh damn Scott Pilgrim First World. That's one of them. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, the one he did with uh, Jonah Hill, I can't believe I'm super bad. Yes, super bad. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe I'm. It's just you know brain fart. Have <laughs> <laughs> to watch the same stuff. So yeah, we we know. Yeah, yeah. yeah those those are two of my favorite ones here. I'd have to say Mike. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ant Man. Um, why is Red? yeah? Why is my brain going like brain dead, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. Ant Man is one of my favorites and role models with Sean William Scott. See, I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have those both on uh Blu-ray. I found those a while back ago. And one of the things I got the movies I got to watch, I, I I'll I'll buy DVDs and Blu-rays and uh-huh. just send them in the house and I'll forget them. So I came across this box set I have called American Gangster. It had like Scarface, Carlito's Way, which I never watched Carlito's Way. I watched it. I thought I thought it was great. Um, American Gangster with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Damn, that movie is just just emotional, just driven, just wow. Denzel was just great in that movie. Mm-hmm. If he's great and, in everything. Oh God, yeah. He's one. He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite a, um, actors. Uh, Training Day, my favorite movie. Yeah, that one's really good. Him playing the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, another another one. Uh, Devil in a Blue Dress. Went to the theaters to see that um, back in the day when I came out. Um, Russell Crowe. He was he was just great in American Gangster, and then. I watched that one movie with Tom Cruise. Uh, it was based off the true story where he was a pilot that actually. Oh yeah, and yeah. the girlfriend was like half his age. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, I forget the name of the movie, but it's based off a true story. Yeah, the, his character mm-hmm. ends up gets approached by the by the CIA to fly in to Colombia and he meets up with that famous drug drug cartel guy mm-hmm. and he ends up flying drugs back into the states for him and the funniest part like you see if you've seen the the trailer for it is when he flies into the neighborhood that was hilarious because he lands in the neighborhood because like the air force is on him and he's trying to lose them so he crashes into a neighborhood and all this coke like he has like packed in the back of his uh, plane when he crashes it explodes all over him and these kids are looking at this plane and they're seeing this guy come out of a plane covered white with coke (laughs) and he's like pulls money out to the little kid he says here you didn't see me takes their bike and rides off that's like one of I just laugh out moments there I was like this is crazy but it it ends like you don't expect, mm-hmm. and then I'd have to say one of my favorite Matt Damon and Christian Bale movies I did watch was Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, oh yeah, that one looked like it was pretty good. Yeah, Christian Bale, you're talking about like method acting and stuff. One oh my, yeah, God, one of my favorite method actors. I mean, just just he did that movie at Mark Wahlberg, uh, fighting. I think it was. The fighter, yeah, the fighter. One of my favorite mm-hmm. movies there. Uh, just he's a great method method actor there. Yeah, and just 
I'd put him and Heath Ledger up as one of my favorite. Like, I mean, Heath Ledger, like, I have to go back to the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had him and Christian Bale in the same room, both fantastic method actors. I mean, don't get it don't get any better than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you looking forward to the um super any superhero movies coming out later this year? Uh, I know I'm looking forward um, to seeing Wonder Woman. Black Widow and Wonder Woman, but they I know Wonder Woman got pushed to January, I think. Mm-hmm. Black Widow still hasn't has been postponed indefinitely right now. Yeah. Um just because like nobody's going to be going to the theaters anytime soon. Yeah. And and the um, with those kind of movies, you cannot do those like at home thirty dollar things because it's not going to do well, and they've already paid so much money for it. Like they need to be able to recoup their money, and they don't know how to do it right now. Yeah, I know they. I know they put uh, Bill and Ted. You had the mm-hmm. option. To- I drove forty five minutes just to go see Bill and Ted in the theater. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you? Wow. Did you go to a drive in? No, actually, it was a theater theater. I was able to oh. be like like five, ten seats away from people. It was it was pretty awesome. <laughs> cool. I, now okay. I'm wondering about that now um, about the about the theater thing because I, me and my wife, like to go to you know go to the theaters, see a movie and stuff. Now how how is that now with the with the COVID? What what are they doing now? Um, at least in the theater I went to, they it was like an automated, you went in and you ordered your ticket on a touch screen, and if you picked one seat, you have to order your partner's ticket with you, because if you order one seat, you can't sit, you have to sit five seats away from the next seat over, so you have to order those together. But then I was able to get my ticket, like not contact, come in contact with anybody, and then after I walked away, an employee came up and like wiped down the screen and everything, so I was able to... Of course, you have to wear the mask the entire time, but I was able to go up, uh, get my drink, my food, whatever, and then, you know, hand sanitizer, and then go in the theater and, like, be far away from anybody. And you wear your mask the entire time while you're watching the movie, too. So if you have glasses, it's probably not a good idea, but um, (laughs) it was doable. It's cold in there, so you don't get overheated with a mask on. I felt pretty comfortable. Um, That's good. And safe, because they sanitize the seats before you go in there, so at least... I went to. It was like the escape or something in Riverview. But yeah. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I went. There wasn't many people there. There's maybe 10 other people, maybe, in that huge theater. Yeah. So I, w- I thought it was nice. All right, well, that's good to know. Intimate, personal viewing of it on a big screen. Good show. Yeah. You, you don't, it's such a good experience going into the theaters and seeing a movie. So I think it, I think it was worth it. I don't yeah. do it all the time, but I thought that was like a nice trip out that outside yeah i i was i was wondering about that i was wondering how how that was going about how what they were doing because when they they had the theaters closed down there for a while and now they reopened them and how how they handling this (laughs) a lot of drive-ins i've noticed that a lot of drive-ins have yeah good i think that was like a kind of a dying venue so i think that this is kind of like a resurgence which is awesome in a way I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Uh, having the resurgence there, I know. I know. Just uh, not too long ago, I think it was a few weeks ago, Metallica had like a drive-in, like concert thing you go to. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Metallica did. They had it, and it was in selected drive-ins across across the United mm-hmm. States. There, and what they did was 
Yeah, I know it sounds crazy. It's like Metallica having a drive-in concert. Mm. Yeah, they did. They they pulled it off. They they shot a concert prior to out in uh, in the desert someplace or location, and they basically came up with a set list and jammed out their set list, and they put it up on the drive-in theater, and you sit there, and you drive up, and you sit there with the speaker and jam out the Metallica, yeah. man. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. That is cool. And a lot of, a lot of bands are doing like online like virtual mm-hmm. concerts now. I, yeah, because, I do appreciate that. Yeah. What's that? I do appreciate that, like being yeah. able to still see, hear live music. I, I like being able to see people perform their songs, and so live streaming has been awesome. And people have been writing whole albums during the pandemic, oh, yeah. which is very cool. <laughs> A lot of the artists, they have home studios, and so yeah. they, they're just like, shoot, I'm just going to make mu- music if I can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, it's amazing. I know, uh, what was it, uh, I think it was like a lot of bands put like special songs and there's bands that like people from different bands that got together and collaborated and came mm-hmm. out with songs. I think is, I think it's amazing cool. there. Yeah. Yeah. That has been absolutely horrible, horrible. I hate it, but so many new things have happened and collaborations and people being able to do things remote things that we probably should have figured out before this. How yeah. I really feel like, like you were talking about the film film festivals, being able to watch them even though you're not there. Like I feel like that's something that should have been a thing earlier. I know going there is like sentimental and you're in person in the theater, but I think that there's a lot of things that we could have been doing for years now, but we're doing it now. And so some good things have come from it. Um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, a lot, a lot of good things. Yeah, they like the comic cons. They, mm-hmm. they're, they're finally showing those. They're finally showing those on online now. I mean, they right. have. Yeah. 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 They 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 started showing those things. I mean, I know a lot of people is upset about it. I have a friend. He's like, I can't go to a con. It's like you can watch. Yeah, you can't it. go to a convention and get sick. Because yeah. <laughs> we always get sick of these things because you're in contact with so many people. Like even before the pandemic like i work trade shows and stuff and it's like i'm already in practice of washing my hands and hand sanitizing after i'm around a bunch of people <laughs> <laughs> a lot of common sense <laughs> but yeah yeah i i pretty much i mean i mean just and also too is like just it's wash your hands after you use the bathroom <laughs> you know a lot of a lot of people yeah, yeah just yeah. wash wash your hands and you know it's just it's the basic basic things that we've been doing but a lot of people have like not not do they go to the bathroom yeah. they do their business and walk out it's like sink soap yeah. <laughs> you know it's just it's just like that and just i i touch a lot of stuff every day like boxes of stuff so i'm always mm-hmm. there with the hand sanitizer i'm always washing my hands constantly and even before yeah. even before this uh we had hand sanitizer stations you walk by yeah. sanitize and it's just i touch money sanitize oh yeah yeah everything even even when i <laughs> this may sound weird when before i leave work i wash my hands mm-hmm. i get home before i touch my daughter touch anybody my wife my dog <laughs> i go wash my hands again 
Mm-hmm. It's just a, it's just a habit. It's just a yeah. habit. I got into, I got into doing that habit there, and it's just practicing. You know, good good habits. I mean, I mean, when you get up in the morning, it's like you know you for me fix a cup of coffee, then brush my teeth, take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I, I've got my daughter to do the same thing. She get up in the morning, go to the bathroom, brush her teeth. You know, one day I was sitting there. She's like, "Daddy, help me!" Okay, I'm helping her set her on the toilet, and I squatted right next to her, sitting her on the toilet, and she leaned over to me and she's talked, and I was like, "Oh God!" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like brushing her teeth. <laughs> and she looked at me like the look I gave her, and she's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." I was like, your breath stinks. She goes, my breath don't stink. I was like, yeah. um, I was like we'll brush your teeth, but no cavities, thank God. No cavities. I mean, yeah, she has, she has, she's getting a mouthful of teeth and she's growing so much. We measured her on the side mm-hmm. of her, like, like on her door. We got like where we measured her and stuff. I, I think she's gonna get about she's gonna be about five eight. My wife thinks oh, wow. five nine. And I told my wife, I said, it's not from my side of the family. <laughs> because I'm I'm um I'm five six and yeah. and it was funny because one of uh at one of her year shows that we had, I think it was her one year show for podcasting network we had, one of the one of the shows came in from like New York and when the host seen me when she seen me she looked at me and first thing she did was like oh i thought you'd be taller i'm like what <laughs> i'm like what i think we get that a lot yeah i i it's like what do you mean she's like you look big on camera but you're small in person i'm like thanks <laughs> i was like i was like whatever <laughs> yeah that it happens sometimes yeah they'll see me on camera here and then when they meet me in person is like, yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm five, six. I'm normal <laughs> size. <laughs> but if I had a Gene Simmons outfit, I'd be five, eight <laughs> with the there platform shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something. Halloween. What are you guys, what are you guys going to be doing for, for Halloween? What do you, you have anything planned or what's going on with Halloween around the area there? Technically, I'll be performing on Halloween on stilts, so I'm above everybody wearing a mask. Bush Gardens is doing a outdoor situation, so we're able to stay away from people and be scary from a distance, and I'll be on stilts doing that. Oh, nice. So well, the movie comes out the day after Halloween, so I'll probably be doing a bunch of just social media whatnot and like preparing and probably accidentally re- releasing it early like i did with hot mess and <laughs> yeah crazy i remember that i remember that you just whoops. Throw, yeah whoops oh uh, here you go <laughs> <laughs> but this weekend is there is there something going on this weekend too i think you mentioned to me stephanie what's what what's going um, on was it um i think it was that wasn't isn't this bush gardens isn't the halloween starting this week, Darian? Uh, uh, no, I, I think Universal is doing like a little, a, a little mm-hmm. thing. I'm not sure about it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this weekend, the 25th of September. This has been great talking, talking with you, and uh, getting to talk with you, Stephanie, and you know, getting to getting to talk with you, uh, Darian. Watching, watching 
watching the Christmas ride, I feel like I've already know you. <laughs> Aww, that's great. Yeah, I I love it. I I mean, I love I love the green hair. I get I forgot to mention. Yeah, I yeah. I love the green hair. I loved it. Tomorrow I, I dye my hair orange, so this is the last day as a brunette. <laughs> That's my next for Halloween. Yay! <laughs> nice, amazing. Where can people find more of more of Stephanie Davis and Darian uh, Rattay? on social media at um well i am personally on social media as stephanie directs and that's stephanie with an f um bouncing boxer media is on all platforms uh the movie christmas ride is on instagram twitter and facebook as christmas ride um on twitter and christmas ride movie on instagram and facebook um and then darian i I'm going to make it public. I have a Facebook actor page, so I... Wait, when? People can find me. When and where? And what is it? Because I need to start tagging you and stuff. <laughs> it, it, I'll make it public. It's Darian uh, okay. Rattay performer, I think is what it says. Um, but yeah, I, I usually keep my life pretty personal, but I'm now I'm realizing that's not <laughs> how, how marketing works. So It's not. <laughs> we're getting jobs or networking, so I'm slowly branching out. And I'm going to start posting, you know, reels or photos or, you know, those type of things on that. I'm new at this. Basketball dev. It's only on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on Instagram. I, yeah, I do. I do have an Instagram. I do. We'll, we'll figure it out. But right now, it'll be the Facebook uh, page, Daring Retape Performer. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's for that now. That's all we got. <laughs> all right amazing amazing and since you plugged that there i want to plug this right here podcasting network your top source for independent podcasting head over to podcasting.net follow them on social media podcasting network on facebook twitter at podcasting.net subscribe to the youtube channel podcasting network and on twitch backslash podcast city network podcasting network be creative, be independent, be yourself. When I need a logo or graphic design done, I use 3Count Design. 3Count Design offers a wide range of graphic design products, video photography, and other forms of media. Everything from t-shirt designs to websites. For more information, head over to facebook.com slash 3Count Design. That is facebook.com slash 3Count Design. When I want to kick back a few cold ones with my friends, I head over to City Limits Taproom. City Limits Taproom has a wide selection of TVs to watch your favorite sports, indoor and outdoor seating. They are pet friendly. City Limits Taproom also has food made fresh to order and the grilled cheese is excellent. I recommend the grilled cheese and the apple pie cider. The fries on the side, can't go wrong with that, baby. More information for upcoming events, Head over to facebook.com slash city limits tap room. I want to thank Stephanie Davis and uh, Darian Rattay for coming on the program. But there's one, one last thing I do want to mention before we do close. I am sorry sincerely about about what when you messaged me right before we did the did the show come came on here to do this tonight, Stephanie, about one of your cat castmates and close friends, what what happened? Yes. 
Um, Zachary Vasquez, who plays one of our passengers um, last weekend, he was in a head-on collision car accident. Um, he's been through surgery since then, and he's going to have a very long road of recovery. Um, there is a GoFundMe page um, that I've sent to you to to put in the show notes. But if you just look up Zachary Vasquez, and that's V-A-Z-Q-E-Z, um, on GoFundMe, you should find it. But he is predominantly a performer, and he's got several injuries that's going to hinder that for a while. And so any help anybody can bring, any words of encouragement is much appreciated. He's, like, one of the most hardest working guys around here and, like, seriously the nicest person. Yeah. Prayers and thoughts, Zachary, and I, I, when you, when you, when you sent that to me, I was like, wow, I mean, it's just, it's, it's bad. And he, I, I pray and hope he, hope he does pull through it, man. <laughs> I do. I definitely do. And as Stephanie mentioned, that will be in the show notes of this. So please help out donate what you can to help out Zachary please just a little whatever you can do and that's it for this episode of the Everett Lee show I want to thank my guest Stephanie and Darian for coming on and uh, I'll see you again next week for another episode of the Everett Lee show peace <laughs> 